Hello, welcome to Gossip at the Guildhall, the podcast where we bring you a healthy discussion on all things interesting, so weddings through to dinners, we talk a little bit about history, everything that is important to the Windsor Guildhall. As always, we welcome interaction from our listeners, so you're always welcome to drop us a line at guildhall at rbwm.gov.uk. Everything we do is going to be pretty light-hearted, so pour yourself a coffee, put your feet up and enjoy the show. Hello, thank you for tuning in to this week's Gossip at the Guildhall. We're really excited today because we've actually been talking to Battersea Dogs and Cats home uh, in Old Windsor. Now, it's a real shame this year is the 15th anniversary since the Prince of Wales married the Duchess of Cornwall at the Windsor Guildhall. So we were really wanting to do lots of fundraising for some of the Prince's and the Duchess's charities. And of course, Battersea Dogs Home was one of them. Unfortunately, we've all gone into lockdown, so we're not doing very much fundraising. But we did think that we could use this as an opportunity to chat to the centre, see what they're doing, see how well the animals are reacting with COVID um, as a kind of you know way of doing our bit for them. We can't raise money for them, but we can at least see how they're getting on. Today we've been talking to Kay Mugal, the centre manager of Battersea Dogs and Cats Home in Old Windsor, and Hannah Gee, one of uh, the team leaders. So thank you so much for joining me, both of you. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. We're just going to start really by asking you, like, tell us a bit about yourself. What about your role and tell us kind of how you came to work for Battersea? Well, originally I actually wasn't going to work for Battersea. I wanted to work for the guide dogs for the blind. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and... 30 odd years later, I'm still, I'm still at Battersea. Yeah, Yeah, so, um, yeah, a long time I've been here. Um, It is definitely more of a vocation. Uh, My role now is centre manager, but it's actually nice that I've been able to do lots of other jobs within, you know, within, within Battersea as it's changed over the time. So, um, and it's nice to have that sort of overall not that I could do it now, but, you know, how to scrub a kennel and, you know, um, animal behaviour, that kind of thing. So it's quite nice having that overview. Yeah. And I guess that's really important because I think in any sort of job, it's quite easy, isn't it, to kind of not really know how everything kind of affects the client and the job. So, you know, like, you know, in my job, you know, you've got people that work in finance and you've got people who work in facilities. So it's kind of nice when you can cover all bases because the whole institution works much smoother then, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's really nice. It's one of those jobs that obviously is more office based for me now, but it actually you can go, right, I'm going to get up from my desk and I'm just going to go, you know, go in with the dog or, the, you know, go and see the cat. So, yeah, totally different working environment to most. <laughs> most yeah, places. yeah, definitely. Definitely. And what about yourself, Hannah? What's, what's your sort of role as the team leader? So- yeah, yeah, so I'm a dog rehoming team leader and um, I've worked for Battersea for coming up nine years now. Um, I started off in the dog rehoming team, um, so basically finding um, the right homes for, for our dogs. Um, I also did some cat rehoming as well, um, but I'm just dogs now. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a team leader now in the dog rehoming team, so um, I'm managing the, the rehomers that look for, for homes for our dogs. Um, making sure the dogs are happy when they've gone home, offering any support to, um, to, to the people that have rehomed them as well. Nice. So is it quite common then, because you mentioned you've done cats and dogs, is it quite common to have done both or do you find people generally work on one or the other? Now um, it's very much um, 
people do sort of one or the other. Um, so you either sort of come into Battersea um, to, to be a cat rehomer or a dog rehomer. And that's obviously dependent on people's skills. So some people know lots about cats, some people know lots about dogs. Um, and we, yeah, we used to do a little bit of both, which was, which was really quite fun and interesting. Um, but it's nice to be able to focus on one or the other um, mm -hmm. and people build up, you know, relationships and, and get to know the, the animals in those, um, you know, in the cattery or in the kennels as well. And are there different considerations that you have to make then if you're rehoming a cat as opposed to a dog? Like what's the sort of, what things do you need to sort of think about when you're looking at that process? Yeah, I mean, both of them, um, if, if somebody is looking to rehome a cat or a dog, there's, um, you know, sort of a, a process that we go through to find out as much as we can about somebody's home lifestyle, what they're looking for, previous experience. Um, there are differences. Um, if people are sort of out at work all day, then sometimes a, a cat might be a good, um, a good pet to have. Um, dogs obviously need a huge amount of input, um, lots of walking, lots of socialising. Some don't cope too well with being left on their own. Um, so there's, there's definite differences. Okay. And what about then? So Kay, I suppose you oversee now everything in terms of the old Windsor base, don't you? So what sort of numbers are you a really busy center like what sort of numbers are you looking at in terms of animals that come in and, and are rehomed through you yeah obviously i do oversee with a great team like our staff like like hannah um our numbers we try and keep about 80 we try and stick to about 80 dogs on on site and probably about 45 45 cats but that can really fluctuate especially at the moment um there's a lot of uh, a lot of kittens wanting mum and kittens wanting to to come in, so it can easily just yeah numbers go yeah go up and down. Gosh, and where do you generally? I mean, this I suppose is a bit sensitive being at home, but where do you find generally your animals come from? I mean, are a lot of them strays that come in, or are they sort of through RSPCA, or what's how does that work? Mainly sort of 50-50 really. A lot of our um, dogs and cats that come in are what we call a gift. So if their owners can no longer cope with them or there's a reason, a reason why, um, you know, they, they've got to come in, we call those animals a gift. Um, and then the other half, yeah, is, is strays. So we have um, eight local contracts with our councils and they actually bring strays into us. So we have those contracts. And then we also have members of the public who might just find a, a stray and they bring those dogs into us as well. So it, it's quite a mixture of, Kind of yeah. yeah and do you have a process you know if you do kind of find a stray you know do you kind of have to advertise it particularly or do you just kind of take it in as part of the process we will take yeah we'll take the the animal in obviously with a uh with the dog we have to keep them legally for seven days to make sure um an owner um might come forward for that animal and to and usually they do, to, to be fair. If it's a genuine stray that's got out of somebody's gate or it's, it's usually 24 hours and somebody comes in and, you know, picks, yeah. the, picks the dog up, um, comes in and picks the, uh, you know, comes and picks the dog up. Others will stay here for seven days and then we assess them to see what they're like with people, other dogs, to see what type of home um, would be suitable so we can match them when we do the, the rehoming. Um, and I'd love, I'd love to know a bit more about that process then actually. So when you intake a dog, because I imagine particularly for some of them, they might be quite distressed animals, you know, cats and dogs. Like what's the sort of process that has to go through before they get to like the rehoming stage? So um, all of our dogs go through um, 
an assessment where we look at their um, temperament um, and also our vet gives them a thorough check over as well. So um, if there are any medical problems, then we obviously look to, to deal with those um, as and how we can. Um, all the dogs are given um, as much time as they need to settle in. Um, there's no sort of set um, days or, or time plans, anything like that. Um, we, you know, we appreciate that, that as you say, some dogs can be quite distressed when they come into us and um, we want to make sure that they feel safe and secure and that they can build um, some trust with staff. Um, and we look at certain things like how they interact with other dogs, um, both kind of when they're walking around site and when they're off lead in our, in our nice big paddocks, um, how they are with other people. So it's, um, you know, they get to know staff, but how do they interact with other people coming into that relationship as well? Um, uh, how they are with kind of toys, if they're very playful, um, if they know any basic commands. Um, if they don't know any basic commands, we try and sort of teach them some when, when they're here. Um, it's nice to be able to rehome a dog that has some basic training in place, um, but also it's really nice for the dogs when they're here to have something to occupy them um, and to keep them busy when they're spending time in kennels. Of course, yeah. And do you find it must be quite hard, I imagine, because um, I mean, I, I assume everyone who works for you is going to be you know, pretty big animal lovers. And do you find it hard? There must be some animals that you get quite attached to when they come through your, your centre. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be um, impossible for that not to be the case <laughs> where somewhere like, like Battersea. Um, and I think the, the thing that everybody keeps in mind is that we, you know, our aim is to, to find really lovely homes for, for the dogs and cats and um, we do that and, and that's the, the most magical thing when you see a dog going to a new home with a with a really happy family, um, you know that it's all been worth it and yes, you have formed that really strong bond with that dog, but you know that they're going to have a great life. Definitely. And I guess, you know, do you ever get feedback from people, you know, sort of photos or anything after they've taken an animal away from you? We do. We love it. We, um, yeah, we quite often get emails and videos and photos and it's really lovely. And we always, always encourage people to, to do that. Um, and sometimes people keep in touch with us just after they've rehomed a dog to kind of say how they're settling in. Um, but sometimes people keep in touch with us a long time after they've rehomed a dog and, and we get updates, you know, a good few years down the line. And um, it's really lovely to, to see what a great life they've had and um, some dogs have moved to different countries and been on exciting holidays and things so um, yeah that's always um, interesting to see. Yeah Just recently actually people have, have been emailing in and actually saying how their dogs are doing and saying you know thank you you're doing a really good job and like stay safe and that's been really nice as well so we had the update of the dog but also they've been supporting us as well so that's yeah been definitely really so it's that kind of two way and do you find you have the same um do you find people will come back to you you know every time they're looking for an animal so do you have customers or clients that you are familiar with yeah, we do quite often have people coming back, um, either because they sadly lost um, a previous Battersea dog um, or they'd actually like another Battersea dog. Um, so that's really nice. And I think if, um, you know, if people have that, that great experience and rehome a dog that they really loved and, and had a, a great time with, they want to replicate that and, and do that again. Oh, definitely. And tell us a bit then. So when you're obviously you know, looking to um, people come in to, to ask for a dog, what is your sort of criteria? I mean, I imagine a lot of it is very dependent on the animal in question. Um, but, you know, could you run us through a little bit? What do you look for in an adoptive parent? Yeah, of course. So you're absolutely right. It does depend on um, each individual dog. And, and we very much um, treat each kind of family in, in individually um, with regards to, to sort of what they're looking for from a dog. So, um, 
as I say, each dog is, is different. Um, some dogs do need um, perhaps owners that have um, owned dogs before and, and have previous experience of training. Um, some dogs need people who are at home for, for most of the time because they don't really cope with, with being on their own. Um, some dogs might want to find a home with another dog. Um, others would definitely prefer to, to be on their own. So um, it's very much a case-by-case case, um, basis. And um, we work really hard to make sure that, that we find the right dog for, um, for, for, for the right family when they come into us. Absolutely. And it must feel quite pressured at times because you've got to kind of get it right, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's always, um, yeah, always in the in the back of everybody's minds. But um, we, you know, we, we have a very, very experienced team of rehomers that um, are very used to, to doing that, um, and do so successfully. And, um, you know, linking back to, to getting the really nice feedback from customers that have, have rehomed dogs from us. Um, it, it shows that, that we do get that right. And it's definitely worth putting that that time and effort into to doing so. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit now, obviously, um, as we're recording, we're all in the middle of a lockdown. Um, I'm, am I right in thinking you're not open at the moment for, for rehomers, are you? That's correct, yeah. So we're all of our centres are closed um, for, for people coming in to, to rehome from us at the moment. Lovely. And how is that impacting? Because I imagine, you know, in terms of your intake, it's probably not going to change, is it? Because there's still going to be strays that you're finding or... Or things like that are you kind of having to put in any special measures in place and obviously keeping distancing between yourselves I can see I mean our listeners won't hear this but obviously you're sitting a nice two meters apart from each other yeah so yeah so we really want to to obviously make sure that we can still care for the dogs and cats that that we have here on site um we have a, a sort of very limited number of staff that that are here working on site every day um and you know, we have that limited number so that we can um, try and ensure their, their safety, um, as you say, sort of social distancing and um, making sure that they can have that, that space is, is really, really important. Um, and all the dogs are, um, and cats are, are sort of coping really well and, and having lots of time out of their kennels. Um, we're really lucky here at Old Windsor. We've got some, uh, some really nice big paddocks that they can stretch their legs in and, and have some playtime. Um, so it's sort of business as usual for, for the dogs, really um but just a little bit different for the staff i'd say <laughs> yeah the other ones that have to adapt and i suppose one more question in terms of the animals themselves i mean actually we mentioned that you know some animals can come in very quickly but obviously some dogs take a lot longer to get rehomed don't they and do you ever have um dogs or cats that you know unfortunately it's very hard to find places for them to to go and live with you know animals that might have extra difficulties or or anything we do, yeah, we do sometimes have, have dogs and cats that stay with us for, for a little bit longer and sometimes we just don't know why that, that is. Um, it could be because they do have um, some quite specific behavioural or, or training needs. Um, it could be their age. It could just be for, for, for lots and lots of different reasons. Um, and there's never a time limit on, on how long a dog can stay with us before they find a home. Um, we're also really lucky to have a great team of foster carers. So um, if a dog has been with us for, for a little bit of time, then we can perhaps look to, to place them in a foster home. Um, that obviously means that they um, aren't sort of in the kennel environment um, and gives us an, an opportunity to find out quite a bit more about the dog, um, how they are in a, in a home environment, if we don't already know that, um, and just give them a little bit of um, kind of home comforts really. Mm. That's really wonderful that you do that. Actually, I didn't realise that was that was a, an option really.
So, and do you have any advice then? So if there's people that are looking to, to take on a, a dog or a cat, um, you know, maybe they should consider sort of a slightly older dog or, or kind of think more than, than what you would normally look for in a dog. Have you got any advice for people that may be considering adopting? I think at, at the moment, things are obviously very difficult and we would really encourage people to, to think, um, you know, is, although we have some, you know, perhaps might have some extra time at the moment, is, is it really, um, you know, the, the best time to be taking on a, a dog? Um, are things going to change when, when things get back to, to normal? Um, but absolutely, if, um, you know, if people are um, considering um, get, getting a dog, then I think they've, you know, it's a good idea to think about exactly what they're looking for from from a dog so they do they want a really active dog um are they looking for a bit more of a couch potato that, that just sort of sleeps all day and goes for a little bit of a, a walk in the evenings um and there's lots and lots of different breeds and lots of different temperaments of, of dogs and that's why we have those quite in-depth discussions with people to find out really what they're looking for um so that we can help to find them a dog that really suits their lifestyle Beautifully put. Yeah, now the big question, really. I mean, I'm assuming, given that you're the dog rehomer, you're a dog person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Dog yep. or a cat? I think I'd probably have to say dog, but I do you're love dogs. cats. Well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, I mean, I think that's all of our main questions. I think you've covered all of the points beautifully there. Have you got anything you'd like, kind of, listeners to know before we end the recording? No, I, I just, yeah, I just, I mean, it's been lovely that every, having everybody's support, actually. I think that's been the, the nicest thing. Um, a, a lady before we went into lockdown bought, um, she'd just been furloughed, but she'd actually bought us a load of chocolate and a lot of biscuits in. And, and um, the farm shop at Windsor um, gave us some Easter eggs. And so all that kind of thing's been really, really lovely. But, uh, but I actually think that's kind of the nice Thing about Battersea mm -hmm. you know there is that kind of spirit at Battersea and, and that camaraderie and so I think that's you know that's yeah helped, I think with us in lockdown <laughs> yeah definitely oh how wonderful excellent well thank you so much both for joining us today and um it's been my pleasure to talk to you if anyone's interested in learning a little bit more about what Battersea have been up to while their doors have been closed, you can find out at www.battersea.org.uk where they've got a whole selection of um, caring for their animals 24 hours in Battersea where you get to see behind the scenes how they're looking after the animals and how well they're reacting to the COVID crisis. Thanks for listening. Always remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms, that's Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, all by searching at Windsor Guildhall. You can also contact us at guildhall at rbwm.gov.uk. Thanks.